Okay, so look, look, I, I, I know you're feeling down. I know, I know it has, it, it's been a rough night and uh, an even rougher morning. Kind of, kind of, yeah, I know, but listen, go on out in the patio uh, just this once, have a nice cool glass of breakfast wine, and you'll feel better, you'll feel better by tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I gotta go, I gotta do this thing. All right. Okay, bye. Oh, you know, hockey hangover is a terrible, terrible thing. All the Leafs people, cheer up, it's a nice sunny day. Uh, listen, at least they were playing in August, you know? I mean... How long has it been since that's happened? Okay, uh, so we're past that. Uh, I wish you a quick uh, recovery from the hockey hangover uh, from last night. Welcome to episode nine of the 411. I'm Lee Sterry, your host for the program as per usual. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited and we are hosted by Fiddler's Poor House, which we are going to be in in just a minute or so. And we are powered by WeStream. This particular mask I am wearing now is really hard to breathe through, so big deep breaths. <laughs> uh, anyway, we do have another really, really hot day around Niagara. There's a heat warning in place. We'll be talking a little bit about that. So we've got probably about 24 hours left of the real hot, humid stuff. So we'll check on that for you, give an idea of what it's going to be like around Niagara. But hey, it's better than snow and it's better than rain, so we're doing okay here today. We're just about ready to go into uh, Fiddler's Poor House. We're going to be checking in on Niagara-on-the-Lake. We have a couple of guests coming up. Betty Lou Suter's going to be here. And a uh, lady by the name of Nancy Hermans will tell you her story as well. Super Jacob, Team Super Jacob, back in the news in a good way. So we'll be doing more of that. Come on in. We'll show you how you can get in touch with the program. Okay. Oh, man. For some reason... That was really uh, kind of wicked to breathe through there uh, today. Maybe it's part of the humidity thing we've got going on. I'm just going to lose an ear here while Kevin gets me wired up for sound so I can hear you when you check into the program today. And it's really easy to do that, by the way, especially if you already have the Zoom app. Thanks, Kev. Uh, especially if you already have uh, the Zoom app on your telephone you'll see as you're uh, staring at the screen here finally there's a number there on the left side of your screen and it's 905-411-0411 we of course uh are the 411 uh program and uh, that's why the number is so easy to remember 905-411-0411 and uh, you'll get into our green room uh green room it's a it's a it's a zoom room waiting room and uh we're not uh, actually broadcasting using the whole Zoom thing, but we use Zoom as a waiting room, okay? And then Kevin will ensure the fact that you get on and have a chat with us if you have a comment to make about some of the things that we're talking about today. Or if you want to let everybody know that's watching, um, something that you're concerned about or you're passionate about or you just have an opinion on, all right? Uh, you can also, if you are uh, watching this show, click on the link at the bottom of the post and uh, you can get on that way. Also want to uh, send out uh, thanks and kudos to Nick at uh, Niagara 411, also a partner with this program for uh, sharing content with us 
and also streaming this live along with Livestream Niagara and also Community Care in St. Catharines is uh, streaming our program live today. And as I mentioned, we're going to be having Betty Lou Suter come on. She's the CEO of uh, Community Care St. Catharines Thorold. In subsequent weeks, we're going to be checking in on Project Share from Niagara Falls as well as Port Cares uh, from uh, that side of the peninsula. So uh, we're not just uh, in case anybody thinks that we're sort of St. Catharines or Thorold uh, centric. That's not uh, necessarily the case at all. We happen to be uh, live and streaming live from St. Catharines because it's uh, close proximity to where we live. So that's really why we do it uh, this way. But it is a Niagara region as a whole focused program. All right. So uh, just some of the charities we're going to be checking in uh, in uh, uh, in our response to some of the things that our uh, friends at Gales are involved with, etc. So we're all trying to uh, create some sort of happy circle. Is that the sign now? Okay. <laughs> uh, around Niagara. Okay, let's do something that we have uh, been doing for the last few weeks as this COVID pandemic uh, sort of limps along and uh, we are hopefully making progress. There are the numbers for Niagara. Now, when it says new cases today, that means yesterday. These are the stats from Sunday and Saturday. So if you remember the program from last week, we were dealing all in zeros down that column. The new cases were zero, the growth rate was zero, the new cases for yesterday was zero, the growth rate was zero. So uh, we've bumped up a little bit. It's still not in uh, any sort of danger zone by any stretch of the imagination. So new cases, six yesterday, the growth rate under 1%, which I'm assuming is still acceptable. They were saying a few weeks ago that that was an acceptable level to hang, or ha hang your hat on. And uh, new cases on Saturday were four and the grace ro uh, growth rate yesterday, 0.5%. So those are your Niagara numbers. And uh, one, of the, um, one of the stories that was reported uh, over the past week that uh, one or more of those cases that we experienced over the past week were related to an international traveler. Now, what they meant by that was a Canadian who had traveled somewhere, and they didn't say where. They did not say it was the United States. They didn't say if it was abroad. He had just traveled somewhere outside the country and had returned. And apparently, now this is our conclusion, apparently this person must not have quarantined effectively or soon enough as you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be uh, like self-imposed quarantine for 14 days after you return from outside the country. It seems like, anyway, that this person probably did not do so effectively. And uh, that became part of the story. And the reason that it was reported as part of the story is the fact that they wanted to remind people, us, that it is really important if for some reason you have to travel outside the country to take it very seriously when you come back. And, and the other point is, of course, make sure that non-essential travel is reduced as much as possible. I know we hear this over and over again and we have suffered from COVID fatigue and that's what's leading to some of the big gatherings causing some problems. Um, there's a nice zero number. Average number of cases hospitalized per day, uh, zero. Current average, zero. So while there have been some infections, it doesn't appear that we've got uh, like people in hospitals on ventilators and things like that. Yeah, Lee, I find that bottom graph particularly telling. 
Well, yeah. there's, can you there's, roll that up a little bit for me? Yeah, there's actually no graph. Oh. And it's <laughs> the average number of cases hospitalized by week. So what you're looking at here is actually yeah. three weeks worth of hospitalizations for COVID across all of Niagara. Yeah. And that number is zero. And I believe last week it was also zero. So we've gone four straight weeks with no hospitalizations in relation to COVID-19. Which is, uh, which is uh, a wonderful piece of news for our frontline healthcare workers because there might be some sort of normalcy creeping back into their lives as well as being able to um, focus effectively on other health requirements that are happening around Niagara without so much of a priority on this. So uh, knock on wood, we're, uh, we're hoping that, uh, that that trend continues. And of course, the, the rubber is really gonna hit the road in September when the kiddies go back to school. There has been uh, a lot of conversation around the Ontario back to school plan since we were talking about this uh, with Crystal and uh, Kevin and others last week uh, because there is, uh, there's all kinds of hue and cry. There's petitions to re, uh, reevaluate it. Uh, the Ford government has said we'll be flexible. So um, I, uh, I know a, a teacher, I have a teacher in my family who is now retired, but she says she gives it three weeks. This is just her opinion. She gives it three weeks until mayhem hits. Oh, she, she's a retired elementary school teacher. She taught those, those age children that are right on the cusp of either not having to wear a mask or having to wear a mask. You know, that grade three to four, two to three to four kind of uh, age bracket. Grades two to three to four, I mean. Uh, and, um, and she says she gives it three weeks until the whole thing blows up. So, now, Kevin, now I don't know. I, but for you and, and families like yours with children that are uh, headed back, I, I hope that's not the case. But, you know, it, it'll be interesting to watch. I guess it depends on your uh, definition of hell hitting, you know. Yeah. Um, I think you have to take into consideration that graph that we just looked at. Zero hospitalizations yeah. in the last four weeks. Are there going to be outbreaks? Of course there are going to be outbreaks. Will they have to close some schools when there are outbreaks? Yes, but the end result of those outbreaks I don't think are as dire as we were made to believe four, five, six months ago when this pandemic struck yeah. and we thought that COVID-19 was a death sentence. And, and something that also might have been behind a comment like that is how, how the teachers are going to react, right? It's, it's not just about the actual COVID numbers. It's about the feasibility of the plan from both perspectives, parents as well as teachers. So I think we're in for an interesting time. But as long as everybody takes a deep breath and says, okay, like you were uh, alluding to, Kevin, as things come up, let's deal with them and move forward. Let's deal with them and move forward. If we start getting into confrontational stuff like the uh, the, un the the union and the federation kibitzing back and forth, and like, no, it's just not. And the, we don't we don't need confrontation here. We need cooperation. I mean, Lee, we just got out of a school year that was riddled and marred with labor strife. And exactly. we had strikes, and from week to week, we didn't know what days our kids were going to be in school. And then the back half of the whole school year is totally disrupted by COVID. Just can we can we go back to school? Yeah. Can we go back to work on September and, and go from there? Let's 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 stop you know going to our corners and coming out fighting. Let's just let's just as they say get her done. No, you know? no, I get it, Lee. This is only one half of the debate, and yeah, I'm not saying that it's the right answer, but it's the right answer for me. 
Well, we all have opinions, and that's what it's all about. Which, again, uh, before we move on to something that's uh, pretty interesting, uh, perhaps happening, or not in Niagara, Niagara-on-the-Lake to be particular, we're going to check in on you guys and ladies in just a minute, but uh, do want to remind you to check into the program. You, uh, we have a couple of guests coming up, yes, but uh, you don't have to be scheduled to come in here. It's uh, Just think of it as your own video streaming um, platform for conversations about Niagara and you in Niagara and your neighbors, etc. 905-411-0411 if you already have the Zoom app on your phone or you can click on the link at the bottom of the stream you're watching and uh, we will do the rest and we'll get you on here to participate and we'd love to have you. That's what we're here for. Now, Niagara-on-the-Lake has been the focus of what I call the ridiculous bylaw. Now, once again, this is my opinion. Uh, it seems to be shared by a number. There's actually a petition out uh, to rally, uh, rally the troops against this new bylaw. But the bylaw itself, the proposed bylaw, uh, is it's a noise bylaw. It's a noise suppression bylaw. It is. Uh, it, it, it apparently, from the way I read it, is intended to turn Niagara on the Lake into uh, a senior's residence and roll up the carpets uh, in the early evening. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Now, a uh, prominent Niagaran by the name of Joe Pilateri, uh, he's, uh, of course, uh, associated with the wine industry in uh, Niagara, Niagara-on-the-Lake in uh, particular. Of course, Pilateri Winery is one of uh, the uh, most notable wineries uh, in the area. Yeah, there he is right there. Like that's, that's... There's Joe. So uh, instead of me telling you the story, uh, we're going to bring you a video that Joe Pilateri actually did, and uh, he's going to explain this to you in his own inimitable way. He's also an accomplished stand-up comic, uh, does shows for charities all over Niagara, uh, great citizen of, uh, of our area, but also uh, a better spokesman for this uh, proposed bylaw than I. So we'll bring Joe in and play that video for you. So uh, enjoy. Silence. It's okay, but we've had a lot of silence over the past four months. I'm Joe Pilateri, and I'm here to talk to you, town of Niagara-on-the-Lake, about a proposed noise bylaw that would give us more silence than I think any of us want or need at this point. So, as far as the bylaw is concerned, there's three things we need to know about it. The first thing is this, that anytime between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m., you can't make noise louder than 55 decibels. 55 decibels would eliminate things like music on a patio. It would eliminate things like live concerts outdoors, like outdoor comedy shows. Who wants to stop this world from having outdoor comedy shows? The second part of the bylaw is this. Live musical instruments, including singing, would be restricted. By restricted, I mean not allowed. No live music outdoors. The third thing, and they put this in writing in the bylaw, is this. No hooting or hollering after 9 p.m. This means if you're yelling happy birthday to your grandmother in your backyard after 9 p.m., you've broken this bylaw as it's proposed. So no hooting or hollering, getting back to the 55 decibel noise limit. The ambient noise in this very quiet room that I asked you to listen to before is 53 decibels. That's 53 decibels. Another important thing to consider is this. 
the businesses that would be most affected by this bylaw happen to be some of the most philanthropic businesses in the world. These are businesses that are the backbone of our community. They provide jobs, they help with community services, and their philanthropy is never ending. They've helped us raise over a half million dollars for important organizations like the Terry Fox Foundation and the Niagara Community Foundation. What we're asking you to do is this. Please reach out to your town councillors and to our Lord Mayor and let them know that you oppose this bylaw as proposed. The detrimental effect it would have on businesses and on our way of life right here in Niagara Lake are undeniable. Please, we're counting on your support. Thank you so much and stay safe. Okay. Joe Pilateri, ladies and gentlemen, and that pretty much uh, sums up what the, <laughs> what the Niagara on the Lake proposed quote-unquote uh, bylaw is. And we were talking about uh, in that uh, video, they, were ta they talk about the, the, the decibels. Now, decibels uh, is something that most people don't understand. We in the broadcast industry sort of deal with it all the time. But uh, all it is is a way of measuring uh, how loud something is. Now, he was talking about uh, the bylaw says nothing louder than, again, I say proposed bylaw to make, make sure that I let you know that this is not in place as of yet. No, no, nothing louder than 55 decibels between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. Well, according to the United States Center for Hearing and Communication, and I know it's a U.S. number, but it, it pretty much is an international measurement. So uh, according to the U.S. Center for Hearing and Communication, a normal conversation, just what we're doing right now, uh, is 60 dB. 60. Okay, now how does this compute? Nothing over 55 from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Is that right? 55? Human conversation is 60. All right. Weird. In addition to shouting and yelling, the bylaw, of course, would bend a whole uh, bunch of uh, sounds, like uh, barking dogs, idling cars. So you got to train your dog now. Shh. It's, it's 7 o'clock. Stop. You're only allowed to bark from 11 o'clock at night until 7 o'clock in the morning when your neighbors are sleeping. <laughs> All right? Um, it, just, it, just, uh, is, it just seems so odd. Uh, and I know there has been an element in Niagara-on-the-Lake for many, many years. I've seen it manifest itself. I was born in Niagara Falls. I'm not unfamiliar with Niagara and uh, how difficult it has been to sometimes deal with the mentality of some in Niagara-on-the-Lake which wants absolutely zero change. No change, zero change. We probably would still have gas lamps and no electricity if a lot of people in Niagara-on-the-Lake years ago had, had had their way. I know I'm exaggerating, but still, there's always that element that nothing must change. Because I came here for what it is, nothing must change. Well, this is a little bit over the top. Frankly, I don't see it uh, ever being uh, ratified by council. As we understand it, Kevin and I were yapping about this uh, earlier today. As we understand it, it has not yet uh, been determined when this actual bylaw will come before council for, uh, for debate and voting. This was something, actually, this has been on the table for a while. When was it, last March or something, Kevin? That it They was? had an open house July 9th. July 9th, they had an open house, But yeah. you're right, originally it was scheduled for March sometime. So yeah. I guess the report would have been already done by around March. Exactly. Uh, but COVID, you know, so they delayed it to July 9th. So that was the, the public's first opportunity to see the proposed 
draft bylaw, right. which again has these ridiculous restrictions. Yeah, and, and so to be to be fair to the town the, and the, uh, the municipal representatives of the people in Niagara on the Lake, this is not something that's even been debated uh, in public by council or voted on at this point. Our feeling is the fact that it will probably come up uh, in its current form and and be deferred or sent back to to staff to redraft this now uh understandably there are things that happen in communities and neighborhoods all over niagara and elsewhere and uh sometimes things get a little bit out of hand and things are noisy etc and say oh make it stop so um the 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 motivation behind striking the bylaw is not necessarily a bad one but the idea is to make it reasonable and these are the terms they use reasonable and fair right so that uh, that proposed bylaw that Joe was uh, talking about is anything but those two things <laughs> it's everything but reasonable and uh, and fair uh, in in our opinion perhaps there is another perhaps there is some sort of uh, logic behind those things that are included in the bylaw perhaps not let us know your feelings uh, at any time at all you can join the program as we mentioned before just click on the link at the bottom of the post bottom of the stream that you're watching right now and we'll uh, and we'll gladly gladly um, air your opinion be it pro uh, be it con or uh, if you have a question about it we'll we'll attempt to find somebody that can answer that for you too okay so uh, it just seems that, uh, especially since Niagara-on-the-Lake has become such a destination for people vacationing, for people on weekend and or day trips, and so many of the businesses, the wineries uh, included, have upgraded their facilities to ensure a well-rounded experience for all of the people and customers that uh, that grace their grace their areas like some of the wineries have some wonderful uh, entertaining programs that they that they have for for people that visit and it just makes for a great community effort there are numerous festivals around Niagara including in Niagara on the lake and uh, and and just the downtown in the summertime when uh, people are actually being able to mingle a little bit closer and gather in larger crowds, et cetera, that this thing would get in the way of. As a mu uh, Stephen Page, uh, right here, um, famous musician, of course you know Stephen Page, as a musician, audience member, and wine lover, outdoor concerts in Niagara-on-the-Lake, specifically at Jackson Triggs, have been, um, and then I'm not sure where it goes because uh, Kevin will uh, bring that up for me have been an important part of my life the concert series they host every summer is a truly special experience for performers and audience members alike killing performances like these would be a huge and destructive blow to the arts and wine communities in Canada and uh, so there's one professional musician famous one at that passing his opinion and there is a petition as well. Kevin threw it up there at the beginning when we first started talking about this on change.org. If you want to go to change.org, there's the Save the Community and Business Spirit of Niagara on the Lake petition. We've had uh, almost 8,500 signs so far, so they're aiming for 10 and they'll get to certainly more than that. So 
Now, we, we have to know. There's no way this passes. Absolutely not. Right? No way. If, uh, if, if, some, if some bizarre uh, alignment of planets allows this to, to pass, I, it would be a miracle. And unfortunately, <laughs> Lee, I mean, we're not the only ones talking about it. It's made national news. I think even the Beaverton had a fake news story about yeah. it. If, if you're drawing the attention to the Beaverton, uh, that's some bad shade on the old town there. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with the Beaverton and you're watching this thing, it is probably the premier satirical uh, newspaper, for the lack of a better word, uh, print publication, let's put it that way, um, around. And they're very, very clever with what they, what they do. Very, very clever. So, and what was it? I think the headline was, um, Town of Niagara-on-the-Lake looks to ban drive-by hootings. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It actually does spell out hooting and hollering, right? According to Joe. Oh yeah. It says in the it says in the story, no hooting or hollering after nine PM. Stop your hooting over there. Can you imagine having a pool party? Kevin, you had a pool party a few weeks ago. Uh, you were a little overserved on that one, I know, but you yeah. know things things happen in the summertime. There was probably some hooting and hollering going on at the, at, at the Jack Mansion. Definitely hooting and hollering. It was encouraged. Yes. Extra hooting. Absolutely. More hollering. If you come here, you got to hoot. Yeah, got to do something. It's, uh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they'll go the route of Niagara Falls, and Lord Mayor Betty DeZero will have a press conference where she'll introduce. Kind of the foot soldiers, the hooting police. The hooting police, absolutely. Hello. I think he was honking at uh, road rage, road rage. Road rage on St. Paul Street, St. Catharines. Hey, One uh, honk. <laughs> and Lee, just to, just to speak of kind of the foot patrol, just before oh. we went on the air today. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, you will remember last week we aired a program, uh, or a segment of the program, that was surrounding a story that a lady had... Uh, published or written into Niagara 411 about. And uh, she and her mom were at Giant Tiger on Welland Avenue in St. Catharines. And they witnessed a heartwarming scene of a police officer who walked into Giant Tiger with a young man who was shoeless uh, and uh, obviously uh, down on his luck. And the police officer bought the young man shoes and a number of other articles from Giant Tiger. And uh, the lady and her mom uh, chatted with the officer and because they were so impressed by what he did, they put the story up on Niagara 411 and we were impressed by the story as well. So uh, we had the lady on with us to tell her story last week. And as Kevin and I were setting up uh, for the program about 10 minutes before we went to air here, uh, that police officer came by and said hi to us. He was on foot patrol and there's uh, once a day, just in case you didn't know, uh, once a day in downtown St. Catharines there is a foot patrol officer. Just one officer walks uh, up and down the entire uh, street here talking to people, ha checking on things and having a look and it's sort of like a community outreach uh, initiative for the Niagara Regional Police Service. And uh, Officer Morin, uh, or Morin, he's sort of a bilingual uh, pronunciation uh, of his name. Uh, he says the uh, the original pronunciation would be Morin, but uh, Morin is just fine for the uh, for the uh, Anglophiles in the, the community. But anyway, he stopped by to say hello. The One of the nicest young men uh, I've had a chance to meet. He said, uh, hey guys, thanks for doing that, uh, that story. 
about me last week that was uh, that was really cool and um, it was uh, it was just super I appreciate it a lot and we said well thank you for what you did uh, and giving us the fuel to do the story because these are the things that do knit us together as opposed to drive us apart and uh, what a wonderful young man and a credit to the Niagara Regional Police Service for sure and in uh, in these days of police department uh, bashing and or rejigging or unfunding or um, reorganizing it is so it's so wonderful to be reminded of exactly what our police officers are here for and and how most of them act on a day-to-day -day basis so to officer Moran uh, slash Morin we really uh, appreciate you stopping by and saying hello we uh, we were hoping that he could take another stroll by while we were on the air today and just say hi to you guys and ladies. But uh, unfortunately, he said, I was just, I'm just finishing up my patrol. I've got to make my way back to the, the cruiser and get on with my, uh, my shift. So he was unable to come uh, back and take a walk by. But uh, that was really cool, Kevin. It was yeah. enjoyable. And I would encourage anybody else. We are broadcasting live from Fiddler's Poorhouse. We're on downtown St. Catharines on St. Paul Street. Come by and say hello. Uh, I don't want to rip off Speaker's Corner, but if you want to come die and just walk by, wave, say hi, oh my gosh, look, Bum, yeah. I'm on Livestream Niagara. That's why this location is, is so wonderful for us, because as you can tell by the cars streaming by and the noise, we are live. Another, <laughs> uh, another thing that we were chatting about uh, a little bit earlier is um, we are a live stream show. Everything that happens here is happening in real time. We're not delayed, other than the, like a regular technological delay of a couple of seconds here and there, just because that's how the technology feeds. Um, we are not contrived in any way. Uh, all the all the speed bumps that happen in the program, you are witness to. All the all the the, the pimples that show up. It happens in real time, and it happens in front of you. Unlike some other services and or programs that use that word they throw that word live around indiscriminately and uh, it's not always it it's not always true you cannot always believe that what you're watching is live and in real time and and happening on the on the international and national network scales here's a prime example now i am a i'm a fan of the talent of of stephen colbert i'm not i'm not bashing stephen colbert However, when his show is introduced, his late night show, Late Night with Stephen Colbert, he always, uh, the, the, the introduction always says, live on tape from blah, blah, Ed Sullivan Theater, whatever it is, Stephen Colbert, and out he comes. Now, not only is live on tape uh, sort of an oxymoron, um, the, in, in, the, in, the, in that program's case, they actually edit the program after they shoot it now there's which means there's absolutely zero there, there's nothing live about that program at all but they throw around uh, the word indiscriminately to try to convince you that it's it's live now when you go to something like uh, the tonight show for example yeah the show is filmed actually or shot let's put it that way at five o'clock in the afternoon so it is also live on tape but the difference with that one is the fact that it's actually live they don't they they, they don't uh, redo outtakes they don't 
edit things for time or anything of that nature. There, it, it is live. It is on tape, but it is live. So that sort of is a gap between really being live and not at all being live. The reason I mention this is beware of bad actors. Beware of uh, bad imitators. When, when you have something that you want to do and you want it to be in the moment, live and, uh, and, and just real time, WeStream is the only organization in Niagara that does that. And I wanted to make that Thank you for that, Lee. clear. Yeah, yeah because, there was a big you know, concert we, we, series over the weekend. There are some bad actors, yeah. Yeah, big concert series over the weekend that was being promoted for quite some time is Catch Our Live Concerts, Catch Our Live Concerts, and nothing about it was live. And as somebody that's in the live streaming business, as you said, my nose gets a little out of joint on that because being live is very difficult. And it's what we do and what we excel at at WeStream. And there's a reason why other people are purporting to be live because they'd like to be live and they just can't do it. So if you want to go live, you truly want to be live, get in touch with us at, uh, at WeStream. But you're absolutely right, Lee. It, it bugs me, and I'm a professional live streamer. <laughs> so I thought perhaps I would help reduce your, uh, your, your rent range there a little okay, bit by you. talking thank about Thank you, Lee. That. You feel better now? Yeah, absolutely. Now uh, <laughs> I want to get back to more important things here instead yeah. of just turning the spotlight on WeStream and how awesome we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. You wanted to talk about this photo that was on Niagara 411 this week. That was one of the uh, that was one of the coolest photos that uh, I came across when I was having a look at what uh, Nick was putting up there, and that is a water spout that took place in Niagara. The gentleman's name who posted it is Wesley McDonald, the Port All, and uh, he had he had to cut his kayak trip a little short. I would think so. Isn't that something to behold? That's Lake Erie. Yeah, yeah, that's. It, it's, named. It's kind of uh, it, it's kind of uh, terrifying and fascinating all at the same time, which uh, reminds me, it's uh, better to be out there over the water uh, than uh, than inland where the wind tornadoes take place. That's kind of like a water tornado, all right, as opposed to a wind tornado, like they experienced in uh, in Manitoba. That was a, apparently they call this because they don't get many out there. They get some severe electrical storms out there, but they don't get uh, a whole lot of tornadoes. And they had a, what they referred to as a monster tornado in Manitoba. Two teenagers were killed because it, uh, it took their car and took for right, quite a ride. So that was unfortunate. They're mourning those two, two teens out in uh, Manitoba. But uh, we certainly have had some extreme weather here and uh, everywhere over the course of the summer. We're back into the humid conditions today. You'll see uh, up above here, right there, that way, that way. <laughs> today our uh, forecast up there has it as uh, heading for a high of 31. There are some other sources that will take it up as high as 33, but Humidex values will be pushing us upwards of 40 degrees Celsius today. And I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. This is one of the things that drives me crazy, too. You know, if you listen to the, some of the news stations uh, on radio or other stations as well, for that matter, because everybody does the weather that runs a radio station, 
Uh, and uh, the news stations, even even the big guys in the, in the big markets like Toronto will tell you, well, you're going to have to put on that sunscreen and you're going to have to make sure you wear a hat. And don't forget, of course, to take an umbrella if you're going in the rain. And, uh, okay, tell you what, uh, and better drive carefully out there because the traffic's going to be heavy. So make sure you drive more carefully. Well, okay. Um, why don't why don't we just give you the information and assume that your um, intelligent thinking reasoning uh, people and can figure out how to react to the conditions all by yourself why do we have to tell you don't forget to bundle up your kids today when it's cold outside wow glad you told me that uh, I was gonna send them out in sneakers and a t-shirt now Forrest Gump's you know doing the weather? Yeah, well, that's what it sounds like. You're getting a little gumpish. Uh, yeah, but it does. It just, let, <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. Just give me the information. Let me figure it out for myself. That's my broadcaster's It's rant. relatable. It's relatable, though, Lee. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> don't forget to put on them boots. <laughs> okay. I got flies here. I know. We open windows and the flies are coming in today. Well, it's cooler in here for them, too. It is. It's hot. It's hot for flies outside, too, you know. Absolutely. Um, there, are a couple of, uh, there are a couple of scams going around. In the interest of your financial safety and security, wanted to mention these, uh, and these are a couple of different ones. The scam artists are really getting creative. Health card phone scams. Scammers are calling folks in Niagara and using local cellular and landline numbers. So when the number comes up on your phone, uh, it's a 905 or it's a 289 or it's something like that that you're uh, probably familiar with, so you're not scared off right away. And if you pick up the phone, sometimes they're telling you that your health cards are either expired or they've been compromised. I'm not sure how a health card would be compromised and how that would hurt you, but. Uh, they then try to get you to provide uh, that so-called other information, such as your debit or credit card number, so you can have your health card reactivated. Uh, well, again, that doesn't happen. It just nobody from any official agency is going to ask you over the telephone for your credit card or your debit card. All right, so just to and and to be to to try to not sound. Um, uh, racist about this the people that are calling uh, English is their first language okay they're, they're they've gotten very very smart uh, the calls still might be coming from um, phone pools in India I don't know but they sound like your next-door neighbor uh, and very credible so you have to uh, have to be careful now, another one, this one actually was experienced by my sister. She was telling me about this one. She got a call from somebody that was supposedly from FedEx. This person told her that uh, there were some antique bowls on their way. Antique bowls were going to be delivered to her home, and uh, there was going to be a cash on delivery. We used to call this COD. Remember that cash on delivery? Uh, there would be a delivery charge payable when the bowls arrived of, now get this, $500. And at first, it, she thought this was uh, legitimate. I mean, she didn't order anything, but who knows who sends you things. 
Uh, and uh, she said, who's, uh, who's shipping these to me? And the, the fellow said, Amazon. And now it started to clue in. And the thing that, uh, here's something too, and I got a couple of these calls uh, for people that were deceased in the past. But uh, first the caller asked for my father, who was at the same number until he passed away 10 years ago. So uh, first of all, they asked for somebody that's been dead for 10 years. Is that so a red flag, Lee? That's going to clue you right in that there's something <laughs> that maybe, maybe their calling databases are not up to date, right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> and if somebody had ordered something to be delivered, chances are they wouldn't send it to a dead person. So uh, that's, that's something to watch out for as well. So she didn't bite, but she could have because she said, I almost got there. I, I, I almost I almost got sucked in. Now, Lee, I'll share another scam with you. I've been trying to sell a few things on Kijiji, and every time I post an ad, I get a reply from somebody almost immediately, and they say, yes, contact this person at this email address. They're interested. And ultimately, the scam is they want to pay you by PayPal. Yes. Now, one thing with PayPal, and I might have this wrong, but it's very hard to protect against somebody that buys something with you through PayPal and then they immediately cancel the purchase. Yeah. You can do that on PayPal, and you as the seller would be totally left hung out to dry. Oftentimes, uh, what happens in a, in a regard like that too is depending on the nature of your account and how you have it set up, if you have a PayPal account, it might there's lag time between what shows up on PayPal and when it goes into your bank account. So that's a sign right there. If the only form of payment that they will accept is PayPal, run away and that's a I use PayPal on lots of websites it's terrific it's linked right to our bank account instead yeah. of using a credit card but if you're on Kijiji and people insist on using PayPal uh, run away I use uh, I use PayPal in my business a lot as well it's it's seamless it's easy now what I don't do though how I do not use it is by um, depositing money in my PayPal account. I never have any money sitting actually in the account. I'll pay through PayPal or I'll collect through PayPal, but I because I, I'm always afraid of it uh, getting getting hacked. And I know it's one of the most secure sites uh, ever developed, but uh, I'm, 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 never, I'm never confident that everything is 100% secure. So I don't, I don't leave any, uh, any dollars sitting there that I might not be paying attention to. Well, Lee, speak of your uh, heightened level of paranoia. You actually do have a piece of tape over your laptop's webcam. You noticed that? I've known here. I'll, I'll show the people. Yeah. Let's see if we can uh, pull, pull up Lee here. <laughs> I never, I, I didn't think to draw attention to that. All right. Here we go, Lee. So what do you need? Where do I go with this? Oh, here. We'll come around here. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's my laptop. There you go, right there. Right there. That's my laptop camera. So um, usually I have zero need for a hello outside. Hello, St. Paul Street. Business uh, starting to get underway as per usual. Still slower this time of year with the COVID thing than it would normally be. And... Uh, Things are just uh, things are just starting to get going. I haven't. Uh, speaking of that, I haven't had a new uh, update on how Niagara Falls made out this last weekend on Clifton Hill. I I can only assume that we had uh, 
pretty much generally the crowds that we've had for the last couple of weekends. I haven't heard anybody trying to shut it down or the fact that anything has necessarily changed. So uh, if anybody has any information about that, get in touch with us as well. If you've been down on Clifton Hill over the last little while, especially over the last weekend, uh, give us a holler. Uh, if you got the Zoom app, uh, 905-411-0411, or click on the link at the bottom of the feed uh, and, and let us know. If you've been in, uh, in the Clifton Hill tourist area of Niagara Falls, let us know what your experience was and what your observations are, okay? Because uh, I, uh, I haven't seen that. Now, here's a story. One of the things that we touch on almost every week, unfortunately, are the number of people that have to be rescued from the gorge area or other uh, trail hiking areas. This happens to be another gorge story. And we really started hammering this a little while ago. A fellow that spends a lot of time down by the water, Gary Wilkins, was a guest on the program, etc. This is not his work, uh, however. This is another woman who was in the gourd. She was hiking. And uh, let, me, let me read this uh, from my computer. Uh, female had fallen and sustained non-life-threatening but fairly significant injuries. She had been, this was on 411, by the way, she has been airlifted by helicopter out of the gorge to an awaiting Niagara EMS land unit and is now on the way to hospital rescuers, etc., etc. Now, here's another one, though, uh, another post about the same thing. It has been confirmed by Niagara Parks Police that this female from the GTA, surprise, uh, female from the GTA was hiking on non-sanctioned trails when she fell. She has also been charged with trespassing. That is another part of the debate. There's Niagara Helicopters uh, right there helping out with, with the work. So you had uh, at least a couple of fire trucks there. You had EMS there. You had a couple of different helicopters. You had uh, rescue workers in and out of the gorge. So just imagine, imagine the, the effort that was put into that and the cost to the Niagara region taxpayers, etc., of that one rescue of a female that was hiking on non, I repeat, non-sanctioned trails. I was very pleased to see that she had been charged with trespassing. Now, trespassing uh, is not going to get her a, a stint in the slammer by any stretch of the imagination, but at least it's some kind of a message. I don't know what the fine will be should she be convicted or whether there will be some restitution that might be somewhere if she actually makes it uh, into a situation of being charged and, uh, uh, and convicted of whatever. I mean, trespassing is a misdemeanor. It's not, it's not really part of the criminal code in any way, shape or form. So uh, I don't see it going to, going to a trial or anything like that, but uh, one wonders if there's any sort of restitution to be paid just by way of sending a message. And we are just so pleased that she was not seriously hurt, but she was hurt badly enough to have to be airlifted to a medical facility and uh, to bring out all the troops from the various different agencies to make sure that all the bases were covered. Uh, and so it was significant enough. So we're very pleased that she's okay. I mean, you don't want to see anybody get seriously or uh, life-threateningly injured in any way. But also pleased that there is some sort of recognition that she was, she was doing a wrong thing. So at least it's something, right? And that's what a lot of the comments 
centered around on that story was the fact that, uh, well, hey, at least they charged her with something. Lee so. drove by to Q Falls Morningstar Mill and oh. saw a pack of teenagers scaling the fence. Again. Are we going to have to put somebody out there full time? Like just stick a bylaw officer on a chair? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, again, we talked about this last week. When did breaking the rules just become okay? Because mom and dad said you could be anything when you grow up, including uh, a trespasser, or, uh, <laughs> apparently. A drug dealer, apparently. We saw a lot of scary drugs and drug arrests. I remember, mean, yeah. Remember when it used to be pot and then, uh, and then cocaine kind of, and not that cocaine is a, is a good thing, but those seem to be, those seem to be garden variety uh, household uh, items now as opposed to this stuff. The, the crime units in the police I'll department. Pull up the list of what this is here, Lee. Yeah, I mean, look at this. It's scary that this is what's on our streets. Okay, so this was a uh, possession of cocaine for the purpose of tracking, so uh, trafficking. Then the fentanyl and the big, st the heavy stuff come in. Fentanyl for the purpose of trafficking. That stuff can kill you if you're not careful. Heroin for the purpose of trafficking. Fentanyl is almost more dangerous than heroin. Um, I mean, think about, uh, think about the fact that fentanyl is, they say, 10 times more powerful than morphine. Ah! Possession of crystal meth. Nine out of 10 dentists do not recommend crystal meth, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> for the purpose of trafficking. Methylphenidate for the purpose of trafficking. Along with proceeds, uh, possession of proceeds of property obtained by crime under $5,000. In other words, uh, there was stolen stolen items in the in the bust as well and that's just one bust there was there was another one that involved I didn't know fentanyl came in all these different colors but apparently they come in pretty colors too uh, which I'm sure for maybe the younger people on the planet is attractive I don't know uh, but what did they have pink pink and purple fentanyl I think was another bust I was actually this showed up on Niagara 411 as well and I was having a bit of a tough time trying to figure out what was in the picture the the picture but then when I read the description it was uh, pretty easy to figure out pink and purple fentanyl um, I know Kevin's uh, Kevin's trying, trying to find it, it but it's, uh, that's okay it's scary like it is scary that we're just making arrests where people have caches of Fentanyl and heroin, yeah, and crystal meth. Serious, serious drugs, like big time. That's like hurtful drugs. You're gonna kill yourself. Drugs. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's how it ends. Which is, uh, which is what fueled the debate. And I, unfortunately, I have not heard this debated as much. When uh, when I was still doing some some talk radio a few years ago, there was um, super super frequent debates about the the accidental death rate of of people that were taking fentanyl and fentanyl related drugs and heroin laced with fentanyl etc cetera, etc cetera, because you didn't really know what you were taking because it's a manufactured thing and uh, I have not heard as much talk about that as perhaps we should still be talking about it because law enforcement uh, people including those here at the Niagara Regional Police Service there's the picture there's the pink fentanyl on uh, on the left hand side right there and then uh, the purple fentanyl uh, I'm not quite sure what form that's mm -hmm. in it's a powder I suppose. looks like my kids play-doh yeah and that's the problem 
uh, well, not problem, a problem, a part of the problem. Yeah, I think it, part of what they did pick up or find here uh, was some powder. I think they yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's what it powder. was. Yeah, there you that, go. That's what we were looking at was powder because they didn't look like tablets or anything like that. I guess. So I mean, uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad I don't know. I'm glad I don't know as well. Um, but it's it's still a dangerous thing. It hasn't gone away. I guess is what I'm trying to say is if something isn't top of mind, everything has its news cycle. And stories eventually run the gamut of the news cycle. And perhaps this is the fault of mainstream media, the fact that we don't keep some of these stories alive as long as we should. But when things run their news cycle, uh, they end up somehow sinking back to the back burner. And in this case, it's something that should not be done, but at least the police are on top of these things and they're making these big, big busts and, uh, and, and they're keeping track of what's happening out there. Uh, speaking of police, uh, we have Betty Lou Souter, by the way. You'll see her uh, see her picture uh, right up there in the corner of your screen. Betty Lou's going to be joining us from Community Care to talk about how the summer is going, how the COVID response is going in uh, in their world, and what projects they have coming up. In subsequent weeks, we're also going to be talking with uh, Project Share people in Niagara Falls, uh, Port Cares out uh, that side of the peninsula as well. So we're going to get around Niagara in the next. A few weeks and try to check in on all of the community initiatives that are going on. Gales, uh, gas bars limited uh, are the constant supporters and suppliers and fuelers of this program. And those other charities that I was mentioning are near and dear to their heart as well. And uh, that's why we're just trying to make things come full circle and and ensure that uh, we try to give everybody as much time and attention and focus as they deserve. Check out the Gales Rewards Program, by the way. A Niagara company in Niagara for Niagara by Niagara, just like this program here at Livestream Niagara. And um, these are the days where we should be supporting local business people. And uh, there isn't a business more local than that one. Uh, Gales.ca is the place to go. Check it out. Uh, Lee, I know we've got Betty Lou coming up here at 11. Yeah. And sort of hijack, we talked about this before the show, and I just wanted to provide you with a little dose of cuteness uh, from what WeStream was up to. So yeah. my daughter here, I'll throw myself on the screen here so I can share the story. This, this is the cutest doggone thing you'll ever see, uh, uh, and not just because Kevin's sitting there, but he's got a very, very uh, cute little girl, and she wanted to do a video because, I mean, her daddy's a Wii streamer, right? Right. So, so uh, I want to do a video, Dad. And when you come to Dad and say, I want to do a video, you do the video right. So yeah. Ayla is my daughter. She's <laughs> six years old. And then our son, Alex, is five. And Alex, you know, we wanted to involve him as well. So uh, we gave him a camera. And Ayla was the one directing the what? show. And here she's a, it's an art show. Here's your, here's your uh, daily a, use of uh, dose of cute. Yeah, so she's uh, she's tracing a chameleon, and then here I'll kind of fast forward a little bit here, and there she goes. Two leaves on it, sweet. Let's see if we can 
fast forward more now to the end. Down to the body. Oh yeah, it's really turning into something there, Lee. Okay. And then he does oh, for look the at video, that. but I'm doing yeah, two more videos. Great job. Bye, Bye Aylin. <laughs> what a cutie. Is she going to get her front teeth in for Christmas? I don't know, but uh, until then we can sing the song, right? All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Remember the bottom, that? the bottom two are coming back, okay. but uh, we haven't seen much development there on the on the roof of her mouth as to whether or not it's <laughs> whether or not it's making its way back. But uh, it's where definitely did, a cute age. And a cute where time. did uh, where did you uh, and your wife come up with uh, the name Ayla? It's a, what a what a nice name. Well, thank you very much. Full credit, I'd say to my wife, but it's actually inspired by a book and a book series, uh, okay. Clan of the Cave Bear. Okay. And it was of our generation, really popular with, I think, like teen, tween girls mm -hmm. in and around the early 90s. Yeah. The main character was a girl named Ayla. Ah. And it is set in the time of cave bears, where I believe Ayla is the first person that has kind of made the genetic morph into a human from from a cave person. So that's who Ayla is. It's kind of the first human. Okay. So and, and it's funny because if you ever meet any other girls that are named Ayla, one hundred percent inspired by that book series. That's well, the I would origin think so because name. it's not a common name. Right. One of the names that used to be common, uh, a number number of years ago, have you noticed that there is a resurgence of uh, of older uh, fashioned names uh, on the planet these days. Uh, one of them, uh, again, I now that we're making this program all about ourselves, which it's not supposed to be. Um, uh, I have a new baby granddaughter. Yes, I'm a proud grandpa yet again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but what I was reminded of when we were talking about names is her name is Ella. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So uh, and and I thought, well, Ella, that's a lovely name. But it's not a name that I heard. Then I realized that there are, are some people that are huge fans of, of Ella, and there are a few other Ellas around. There's and then there's, the, then there's the Emma name that, that is cropping up. One that is uh, quite popular as well is Hannah. That's, that's one that uh, is making the rounds as well. So uh, you know what they say, uh, what goes around comes around, what's old is new again. So. Uh, Thank you, Ayla, for your, for your lovely drawing, and uh, we'll see you again. Good luck with the teeth, okay? And one of the things I wanted to talk about, we were talking about the cops, and then we got, uh, we got moved off that. Last weekend, of course, was a long weekend. It was uh, our family day, August long weekend. And one might have thought that because of COVID, we wouldn't be as busy breaking traffic laws because maybe traffic was down. Now, I don't know how this compares to other weekends, but there was a stat that was released by the OPP, and it was, uh, it was posted on Niagara 411. Uh, Nick uh, follows uh, the police services reports and news releases a lot, and that's a great thing because we find out some great information. But there was something like 6,600, this is from the OPP, Something like 6,600 uh, uh, related charges, traffic-related charges, laid over the long holiday weekend. Now, does that sound like a lot? It does to me. 6,600, especially, as I said, on a weekend where we were thinking that we might not have as much 
traffic. That being said, I have also been experiencing many, many, many people coming to Niagara from the GTA, more even than the last few weeks since uh, the GTA went to their phase three and they opened up and joined Niagara in that, uh, in that stage, if you will, there are just, just hordes <laughs> of, I don't know, that sounds like a negative word, I don't mean it to be negative, but uh, a lot of, of Toronto area GTA people visiting Niagara. And you know they're not going to the United States because the, the border's closed. So you see all that traffic on the Queenie between Mississauga and uh, Niagara, and you know where they're going. They're coming here. Uh, there's not much to do in uh, in Hamilton or Stony Creek or you know those areas so they're coming here they're coming to Grimsby Vineland area to do some of the wineries there hit Jordan Station come on down through St. Catharines on into Niagara Niagara Falls up to Port Colborne and Fort Erie and uh, there are so many things uh, to see and do here in Niagara we are experiencing those crowds and we're hoping that those numbers will stay down Ontario experienced I think they announced Kevin the first full week of fewer than 100 uh, positive COVID-19 cases. So under 100, under, under three figures for one full week. And that's the first time that we've been able to say that in the province of Ontario. Uh, it was announced today also that British Columbia, who has been hailed as one of the, the great defenders of health out there, is going the other direction. They're going kind of the wrong way. So we're not out of the COVID-19 uh, fight yet, not, not, not by a long shot. And uh, the, uh, bum, 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 what, what else were we, oh, Team Super Jacob, you saw Kevin uh, throw a, a video up there not long ago uh, of the sort of the, the Superman style logo with the J in it, and this is a, this is a fundraiser that we've been following for some time. There it is. And uh, Team Super Jacob, uh, led by his, his family, his mom and dad, ha have been really, really banging the drum and moving, moving forward uh, hard and fast and consistently with this fundraiser. It is a fundraiser for the Niagara Children's Center. And we're going to have Jacob's mom, Nancy, on the program at about 11.15 today. All right, so this is episode number nine. Uh, who knew we'd make it this far, huh? We're still uh, hanging in there. Episode nine of the 411. It is fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. We thank them for their support. Niagara 411, Nick, you do a fabulous job of keeping Niagara informed. And speaking of that, uh, Nick pinned a, a stat up on his own site today that indicated that Niagara 411 has, a, sorry, am I taking you by surprise, Kevin? <laughs> okay, uh, has, and this is a this is a really significant number for almost a, I guess it is like a, a one man show in Niagara, but the the graphic came up and there it is: two million visits per month. Two million visits per month for this for this Facebook site of news and views from all around Niagara. And uh, yes, that is an ad for advertising, but that's not why I put it up here. There are, there are businesses though, and if you happen to be one of them that wants to, 
wants to reach those people, by all means, contact Nick. It's pretty easy to do. Just uh, just give him a call, give him a shout, and uh, and you can uh, get maybe uh, your cut of those two million people. Kevin, you you are more savvy about. Uh, internet things and social platforms than I am. What kind of a number is two million in the world of social media? It's it's massive. In Niagara, it's probably the number one platform to reach the most Niagara's. And that's with all due credit to the other media properties that are out there, but Nick's reach is just absolutely huge and unparalleled in Niagara. Just yesterday, was sitting down with a guy, he's an entrepreneur, he was telling me, because he's seen the program, I haven't seen the guy in a little while. Yeah. That's happening now, right? Is we're into stage three and we're in stores and things like that. Hey, we're bumping into people. I love bumping into people. <laughs> and he was telling me that, yeah, you know what, about a year ago, uh, I advertised with Nick and he had his ad pinned mm-hmm. on 411. And he says, that was the best advertising money that I ever spent. I got so many referrals from that. It didn't cost much money at all. So if you don't know where to look, if you're thinking about making a digital impact as a business, as an entrepreneur, whatever your role is, contact Nick. I mean, huge, huge return right there. And uh, getting on the 411. My my main purpose in bringing that up was to say congratulations, Nick. I know it's a, a labor of love for you. It wasn't something that you started to to get rich on, and you probably never get rich on it. But uh, the thing is, it was a, a labor of love and commitment. And you've done a uh, you've done a super super job, and it's uh, it's great to be associated with you. Thank you for the for the partnership. Okay, uh, we have, as we promised, Betty Lou Souter joining us, uh, CEO of uh, Community Care St. Catharines Thorold, uh, one of a few charity organizations and community organizations we're going to be checking in on over the next few weeks. Uh, Betty Lou, welcome back to the four one one. Well, I'm really happy to be here, Lee. It's really nice to see you, and uh, and listen to your conversations. I couldn't agree with you more. When your observations about the people that we're in the challenge. Yeah, uh, we ha- we just had this massive, massive truck go by, <laughs> and, and I missed the last part of what you said. Uh, uh, just confer- confirming what you said about the number of people that were in town this weekend. Oh yeah. You know, so and uh, being out in the country and seeing them at the fruit stands and the wineries, and so yeah, so we're the destination of choice, I think, for a lot of people. Indeed, which which is a double-edged sword. It's it's really good that people want to come and see us, and then it's also a challenge to make sure that we try to keep everybody as safe as possible. How are things going on that level with uh, with community care? Your life continues to be a little bit different, like all of ours. How are things going? Well, it's, it's a very complex time, uh, Lee, I have to be perfectly honest. Um, we're in the midst of our back-to-school program, as you know, and yeah. you know there's big challenges this week and big discussions, and it's my understanding that the, the parents of the children returning to school have to identify by the end of the week whether they're going to have them in school or whether they're going to homeschool them. So there's big decisions to be made. Uh, so it's challenging for everybody. Uh, and I think that one of the issues that sort of permeates at this time is the fact that every child needs to have some form of ongoing learning. So although our Snacks and Sneakers program is very different this year than it was in the past, mm-hmm. it used to be people could line up and uh, we would do it that way and people would line up in the middle of the night sometimes to be able to get in, well many years, uh, to get their, their stuff right away. So that indicated to us this 
the extreme need that was there. So the reality of it is um, we're not able to do that this year, of course, because of the social distancing piece. So we have to do everybody on a, an appointment basis. We need to pre-register them. So it's just putting an extra added layer. Mm-hmm. And whether your child is going back to school or whether your child is going to be homeschooled, they're going to need school supplies, right? They need to keep them all in one place in a backpack. And I think, as I've said before, the rite of passage for many kids in September is a new pair of shoes. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, like I can remember as a child, my father always taking me for new shoes back to school because you needed to go start school on the right foot. And that's why it was so um, meaningful to be able to have this program. And we're so grateful to the Canadian Tire Bank. Uh, who has partnered with us for many, many years doing this program. So it's, it's exceptional. And it's not only in St. Catharines, Lee, but it's in every community. It's in uh, Niagara Falls. It's in Community Care West Niagara. It's in, it's in Welland. And so they're all over in Port Colburn. Um, every organization like ours is doing the same kind of thing. And we're all doing it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm largest volume just based on the fact of, of St. Catharines is the largest community, St. Catharines and Thorold. So we've had to come up with a plan. I think we're working on it as we speak. Clients are registering. So that's that's a big big piece for us right now. Um, and it's keeping us really busy. Uh, the other piece is getting caught up with the ongoing issues with COVID and trying to recreate our service delivery programs to meet the needs and how are we going to be able to uh, adapt and you know so we've had to have some upgrades done to the building etc but we're the same as everybody else so it's challenging times and you know there's some assistance that's come in from the government uh, and that is going to cease soon so you know everything's sort of coming together in that perfect storm and and we're not sure where we're going to be in another couple of months whether or not uh, we're going to be back in in a more restricted fashion mm-hmm. as we have in the past. Um, I hate to word the, use the word lockdown, but that's been bantied about a fair bit that there's this distinct possibility, well, stronger than distinct, that we're going to be back at it in a little bit of time, so, you know, which is too bad. Yeah, well, at least if we are talking about the possibility, we can do something to prepare, perhaps, for it or to head it off or whatever. We're, we know more than we knew a number of months ago, is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So our, our experience has got to help us out somewhat in the months to come, I would think. Oh, I, was, I would, couldn't agree with you more. And I think we have learned a great deal. And I think we just have to keep diligent on the hand washing, um, the masks, um, social distancing piece and um, you know, we can't take make an exception. We just have to be as diligent as we can because if we're not, we can see where it's happened in other parts of the world where it's come back to, and it's not nice when it comes back, so. Betty Lou, um, two-part question. Part number one, have you got any particular events, uh, be they fundraising, food raising, uh, program support raising, or et cetera, coming up? And part number two, how can we help how can people watching here that are in a position to help help well thank you for that question lee well right now the big push is for back to school snacks and sneakers Uh, so if anybody feels that they're willing to support a child going back to school uh canadian tire bank through sports check um 
helps us with the sneakers. So ours is the backpacks and the school supplies and the healthy snacks. Uh, if they go to our website and they can see how easily it is to, to connect. Um, and uh, we're encouraging, just because in the past people have brought in shoes and backpacks and things like that. And if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But we're going to have to quarantine that stuff. And then by the time it's quarantined and then reorganize it, mm. it puts a little wrinkle in the piece. Right. So cash is king right now, as, as it always is. So snacks and sneakers is really important. And we're saying at $25 for one child and in increments of 25. So however many children you want to help. Last year we had upwards of 1400. We do have a big food drive that we have in the fall uh, with uh, the grape and wine parade because we know that's canceled this year. So what they're looking at and through Meridian, uh, they're looking at uh, having uh, a porch Porch parties and porch collections and things like that. So they're working on that. So that'll be coming out soon too. Uh, so that will be in September with grape and wine time. <clears throat> and I guess we just have to always remember that if you have the ability to help people at this time, it's really appreciated. A lot of people are finding they have had government assistance, as I said before, but now it's starting to, it'll be drying up and all the other things that catch up with it and things like right. that and utility bills and everything. So, um, and it's been an interesting summer, to say the least, for a lot of people. Indeed. Well, Betty Lou, as always, thank you to you and your staff and community care for helping out our communities. And uh, good luck with the snacks and sneakers. I know it's a whole new rebuild for you in that way. And uh, we'll obviously check in with you again over the course uh, of, the, of the fall as we get back into school. The dynamics are set to change once again, as you alluded to before. Okay. Uh, so uh, we'll be back. So uh, appreciate your time today. Well, I thank you, and Lee. If I could say thank you to my staff who have been here <clears throat> each and every day as an essential service since we began. So tremendous staff and tremendous community supporting us. People like you helping us get the message out. So we're very grateful. Thank well, you. Well, you're more than welcome from our uh, on our behalf. Anyway, have yourself a great weekend, Betty Lou. Thank you. Take care. Bye yeah, now. Bye. So there you go, and as uh, Betty Lou did mention, it's a Niagara-wide issue, of course. Project Share handling the Niagara Falls side of things, Port Cares, Port Colborne, Welland area, and uh, we'll check in with them and get updates on their situation in the next uh, next couple of weeks, and continue to stay on top of what we can do to uh, to help Niagara in its uh, constant, constant time of need because the need never really goes away. We just, uh, it just goes out of top of mind for a little while, and then we bring it back to the foreground. And to, to everybody that's supporting that Snacks and Sneakers program, uh, well done, it's, uh, it's a great initiative. Um, coming up, uh, as you will see there in, uh, in the corner, is uh, Team Super Jacob. Jacob's mom, Nancy, is going to be jo uh, joining us to talk about the initiative, talk about their fundraising plans, what it's all about, and bring you up to date on uh, on all that. It's a fundraiser for the Niagara Children's Center, by the way. Do you want to uh, want to get Nancy and Jacob in now? Yeah, is she ready okay. to rock? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. I'll throw myself out of the way, and, uh, and you can welcome them to the program. I certainly shall. Hi, Nancy and Jacob. How you doing? Good. Hi, Lee. Hi, hi. Boy, you're looking you're looking happy and healthy, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been a busy boy, haven't you? 
what what is it like to be a superhero? Are you a superhero? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Nancy, what's it like to be the mom of a superhero? To see the amazing things he's accomplished in the last couple of years since his diagnosis has been truly amazing. And thanks to the center, thanks to the teachers at his school, um, he's come leaps and bounds. So my little superhero. To, to help uh, inform people that might not be aware of Jacob, what was he diagnosed with? Jacob was diagnosed diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Mm -hmm. um, so when he was younger, he didn't have the vocabulary. He didn't speak. Um, so we knew it was a possibility. So we were put on the waiting list. And um, we got in to see the, the pediatric um, doctor to see to diagnose him and um, a couple of years ago we got the official diagnosis and that has just opened um, the doors into getting the services um, he needed. And uh, your experience with the Niagara Children's Center, we've uh, done had numerous conversations with the, the people and the wonderful work uh, they do. How's that experience been for you? Um, bye, Jacob. Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. That's okay. Uh, bye. This is the boring stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we promised him some tablet time if he uh, made an appearance. Awesome. Well, th uh, uh, that's that's <laughs> great. Thank him again for us when the time comes. So your Niagara Children's Center initiative. Uh, tell us about your experience with them. So when uh, we started receiving services, um, the support from um, the occupational therapist, the support from the speech uh, therapist were outstanding. And we heard about the um, superhero run that they were running that October. So he was diagnosed um, beginning of August and two years ago, um, we signed up for I think it was their third uh, superhero run. Um, just to raise money because it didn't cost us a thing to use their services. Um, so we wanted to give back. Even though Jacob just started um, receiving the services uh, a couple sessions in and he was already improving. So we wanted to, to give back. So uh, we did the superhero run. Um, our family and uh, Jacob's godmother participated that first year um, and uh, we raised just shy of $3,000 our first year. And then as we continued receiving services from uh, the Niagara Children's Center, we wanted to do more and again, we became ambassadors our, uh, the next year mm -hmm. uh, to promote more of what the Children's Center has done. Um, with Jacob and all the other uh, kids in Niagara. We had a bigger team our second year. Um, we raised a little bit more money and uh, our goal this year is to raise $10,000.
Okay, that's uh, Kevin's been uh, putting on the screen some of the photos from a number of your fundraising projects and events uh, over the last while. And uh, kudos for for all the hard work you you folks uh, put into this. It's just some 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 great visuals of uh, of some of the things you've done. Like the last uh, big uh, bottle drive that you did was was fascinating. Yep, so we started the bottle drive when we were ambassadors and it was just family and friends, our neighbors, um, dropping off empties and week by week we would go to our local beer store to return the empties and we were happy at that time coming back with a couple hundred dollars yeah. uh, each visit. And then um, because of COVID, um, all, some of the fundraising events at the center had to be canceled. And we we're like, okay, what can we do to kind of recoup, get that money in to the center, right? Um, that they can continue because even though everything kind of shut down, they were still doing Zoom sessions with kids, and therapists were still meeting with the kids that really, really needed the services. Um, so we wanted to give back, and we decided that we were going to do a, a large-scale drive-through uh, bottle drive. Mm -hmm. So with the help of some family and friends. On July 11th, yeah, the forecast wasn't good. It started to rain, but car after car came and trunk fulls and a couple people were, were like, oh, I only have a box of wine. And we're like, every can and bottle counted. And together that one day, we were able to donate $4,525.40. That's amazing. Uh, so have you got uh, any other uh, upcoming events that you can tell us about? Uh, well, we're still doing the bottle drive, okay. um, not as large scale as that day, but uh, we started um, in April. We've done about uh, $4,000 in uh, bottle drive stuff thus far mm -hmm. uh, on top of that 4500 So uh, we're on our way to our goal, but uh, people can contact us via our Facebook group or uh, superjacob at gmail.com to arrange a drop-off or a pickup. We are located in Beamsville, um, so we um, kind of are uh, focusing on this area. Mm -hmm. uh, but if people wanted to contact us to make a donation of bottles, cans, um, please contact us. Okay, uh, Nancy Hermans, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations on your efforts and, uh, and thank you for, for supporting a fabulous organization like the Niagara Children's Center. They do so much for children and families all over Niagara. And to your superhero, Jacob, uh, uh, two thumbs up for, uh, for him too. Thank you very much, Lee. Take care, Nancy. You too. Some great people uh, in the world with some big challenges and even bigger hearts around uh, Niagara. We have many. Kevin, there's some fabulous people on the planet. You know, we hear uh, so often about the, the, the bad spots uh, in our world, but uh, there's some great folks that are uh, helping us be all that we can be, as they say. Absolutely. A lot of people doing great things right here in Niagara for Niagara. So love the Children's Center, love what they do. And uh, Team Super Jacob, you know, once you get inside that Children's Center, uh, there's something about it. When you see what they do there, it grabs a hold of you and, and you want to continue to support them. It does. The, the two 
to, uh, to right to the last person that you will run into, uh, they, are, they are always so upbeat and positive and, uh, and relatively easy going and nice people. I know nice is an overused word, but in this case, it certainly applies. In spite of the fact that they, uh, they, the speech therapists, the physiotherapists, the, the doctors, uh, the, all the, the people that run the programs, all have very involved, very busy jobs and they deal with so many children and so many families with so many different uh, conditions that, uh, that they're working with that uh, it's amazing. Uh, the, uh, the good nature that is, uh, as you say, just permeates the entire place it's infectious it really is and uh lee don't know if you're using this as a segue or not but uh here's a good guy this was highlighted on niagara 411 about somebody in niagara just doing a good deed indeed what a great story now i i just saw this story this morning now this was posted on behalf it says of some wonderful folks and these folks are trying to find a young man who had uh, a bicycle accident uh, apparently he wiped out on his bike, wheel fell off. Uh, he walked away, leaving it behind. Uh, he wasn't seriously hurt. They asked him uh, if he was okay. He thanked them, said he was fine. And he walked away and he was, uh, he was upset and he was angry and et cetera, et cetera. So this, uh, this fellow and his dad uh, brought the bike back home, bent the wheel bars back into place, attached the wheel, tightened the bolts, uh, and now they have a bike that is usable. All they need is to match the boy up with the bike. Uh, they just want to return it to the boy who left it behind. And uh, they wanted to ask the help of anybody that is uh, a viewer of Niagara 411 if they could help locate the boy that belongs to the bike. Usually you're trying to find uh, the bike to, to return to the boy because we've had a lot of stolen bikes around Niagara too, unfortunately. But this time we have the bike. We just need the boy. And uh, what a, again, an, a nice sort of good Samaritan story. And uh, I know there've been some, some comments of, uh, that are skeptical about the, the whole thing, but uh, I think we have to try to just take some things at face value and be, be positive where we can be, and it just seems like uh, a great story to me. And here, Not everybody would do that. I wanted to share the location here. I'll pull this up on Google Maps. Okay. It does say in the story that it was Bonnie and Warden. I think right. it's Bonnie and Waters in oh, Niagara Falls. In Niagara Falls, yeah. So there's Bonnie Street right there. So you can see on right in that section right there. And that's Bonnie, and then it intersects with Waters right over here. Right. Okay. So I think that's it. There's no Bonnie Street in St. Catherine. So. Not that uh, I assumed it was uh, Niagara Falls location. So there you go. Yeah. Now, I do, I do wonder why the, why the young man would just leave the bike there uh, and not come back for it or, or whatever. But uh, he was hurt and he was angry and he was uh, probably just fed up and had... Uh, um, like a golfer who hits another ball into the water, the clubs follow the ball sometimes. You know, I've just had it with this bike. I'm done. <laughs> and bike thefts just rampant this week. Oh. Bike thefts, motorcycle thefts, car seen it all. Car thefts. Car thefts. Yeah, there's uh, there are a lot of uh, thieves out there. 
is it a is it a sign of our times? Is it, is it a sign of people needing money, uh, or just uh, just wanting something for nothing, or just being jerks? I don't I don't know. But chain and there was even a I, I was going to say chain your bike up. There I am preaching again. But um, that doesn't even appear to help because one of the stories that we saw in Niagara 411 was the fact that this bike had been stolen and the chain had been cut. So people are getting very very bold when it comes to to stealing things they will go to no ends to to take things and multiple bikes there was this one house where uh, many were stolen from the same house so i guess we are living in an age where we have to secure everything and uh, add guard dogs and police patrols you know and like as you mentioned the deq falls thing people still climbing over fences to get into to get into an area where they're not supposed to be so i guess you just have to uh, i had a like who this was years ago i had a r kind of rickety old lot wasn't here in niagara it was we were actually living in durham region at the time somebody walks into my backyard and i had i had a rickety old uh, electric lawnmower it still worked but it was on its last wheels you know somebody took it like what the heck did they want that thing for? It was sort of a favor because they took it off my hands and I had to go buy another one, which was good. But, like, why? Just because you can, I guess. I guess. You know. You got to keep that locked up? I didn't think I had to keep an old rickety, rickety old. lawnmower like that. Now, Lee, how about this? When we were done the show last Monday, I drove home, and as I pulled into the driveway, right at the foot of my driveway, there was a cooler with four beers in it. My wife said she saw it there when she went for work that morning, which was like 7 a.m. My neighbor said he saw it there that morning, which was probably about 6, 6.30 a.m. <laughs> it had to have bounced out of the back of somebody's pickup truck. Okay. The cooler was in great condition. There was one little tear that I'm assuming was part of the fall. And then I had four craft beers. <laughs> so far, I've had two of them. Didn't like either. I, th I, thought, I thought at first <laughs> it was some sort of uh, good job, Kevin. Here's some beer. But that wasn't it, I guess. No, I'm keep, I keep waiting for the next delivery. Okay. But the beers were cold. They were sweating on the outside, which makes me think about whoever, whoever was out there that lost your cooler and beer. I have them. They were probably going fishing or something. And when they got there, their day was ruined. Uh, like, okay. Oh, uh, well, ju just in case it was done on purpose... Uh, and if, if you know where I live, I prefer Pinot Grigio, a little chilled, uh, actually. And the Niagara VQA version would be just awesome. So. And ne next time, feel free to bring it right to the door. You don't need to leave it right at the foot of the driveway. Yeah, we'll even share. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I want to thank, in case you missed the first uh, or near the first of the program, uh, what made our day was before we even went to air today, Officer Morin or Morin, if uh, you want to pronounce it in the original form, stopped by our window studio here uh, at Fiddler's Poor House in, in St. Catharines. And he was actually on patrol, foot patrol, as uh, there's, there's a police officer every day does a foot patrol downtown just to kind of say hi to folks and walk around and uh, do some community policing, which is, uh, is something we've missed over the years, and it's a, it's a great thing. But the reason I mention it is uh, Officer Morin was featured on a piece we did last week in which he bought a young man's shoes and other articles from Giant Tiger in Niagara Falls just, uh, just because he could. And uh, some ladies that saw this posted the story on Niagara 411 and we wanted to follow up so we did 
and uh, talked about uh, the, the grand gesture of Officer Morin, and uh, he just stopped by the window this morning to say hi, say thanks for doing the story, uh, and we said nice to meet you, and we chatted, etc. So uh, these are these are some of the people that uh, help us in Niagara in more ways than you can ever imagine or might never know about. There are probably good deeds like this done by police officers and firemen and EM, uh, EMSs and all the rest of it around Niagara that we never, and just common people like the guys that fixed up the bike for the boy that had a, had a wipeout. These are, these are the people that uh, fuel Niagara and Gales Gas Bars Limited do also as well as fueling this program, the 411. So I want to throw out another uh, tip of the hat to them as well as to Nick at Niagara 411, Dave McParian from Fiddler's Poor House. Uh, this location in your lovely uh, open air window is fabulous and we thank you for doing that. Don't forget to visit uh, the Fiddler's Poor House patio out back, open seven days, seven evenings per week. Uh, condolences to Maple Leaf fans. Uh, I could kind of smell it coming, but what are you going to do? Kevin, any thoughts? Uh, this is the world I live in as a Maple Leafs fan. <laughs> it's no different. Well, uh, again, thank you to WeStream for uh, powering this and to Kevin for being our executive producer. And uh, always, uh, it's my pleasure to be with you here in the 411 every week. Have yourselves a fabulous week. Um, do keep aware of the fact that we have a heat warning in place. And we'll be back with episode 10 of the 411 next Monday being the 17th of August. Mark it on your calendar, 10 a.m. Hopefully we'll see you then. Cheers. <laughs>